Uh, Sergio, thank you and welcome. Uh, welcome back. I mean, we've been trying from when was it last Thursday, I think, um, to to get in contact. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, um, we are really far from each other, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 the distance. It's the fact that you guys are you know uh, out in the uh, over uh, busy overlanding, and it's also here in South Africa we've got load shedding, so you know we've got these breaks where the power goes off uh, where we need to tra- save power so it's all this everything combined kind of uh okay to try and help uh, make things work okay so last week we spoke very quickly and you guys were somewhere somewhere in uh, baja california uh give me an update as to uh, if you guys are still in the area or you've moved or what's the story yeah we moved a little bit from last time we talked, we were like a hundred miles south from the border with the United States, and then yeah. we went uh, to uh, high mountains here in uh, in uh, Baja California. But now we came back to uh, Tijuana, which is right at the border with. Uh, yeah. And we we are here for a couple of days now. I see. Did you go uh, when you speak in the mountains? Did you go to the I don't know to uh, the Alcalhote or somewhere there? It's kind of central Baja. Um... Uh, in the center or not is that the mountain the mountains you're speaking of yeah actually this one is uh, at north because uh, baja is divided by two right it's uh, baja, sure. baja california but uh, most actually it's baja california but some people said baja north which is sure. wrong only baja and then you have baja south south of baja this I is see. the north side and it's uh, it's not it's high mountain for the the area where we are yeah and, uh, yeah uh, winter is uh, you have a lot of snow there now it's really warm and it's sure beautiful. it's really beautiful so is, is this the first time you've been in, in that part of the world no no actually we are traveling at this side of the world for uh, the last six years ah, okay yeah. so that's kind of uh, then almost like the home base for the last six years um but i mean i mean baja california specifically is the is the it's not the first time oh, you've, no. you've been down there no it's like the fourth time I see. Okay. Okay. So you're kind of uh, familiar with uh, the area. Yes. Yes. We are very, very familiar. Yeah. And uh, now that now obviously that it's summertime, uh, do you? I actually I didn't even see anything or um, saw anything on the landy. Uh, do you have any surfboards or um, outdoor equipment that you take with you uh, for for places like this where you know your options are unlimited? Oh, actually, we have some snorkeling stuff. You know, to uh, like not diving, but to do snorkeling at at sure. the roof. If you saw, there is a there is like a package on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Stand up pedal, uh, inflatable stand up pedal board. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You've got yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Really fun to have this, and it's not so uh, heavy, and we can carry this on the the pop up roof. It's 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 perfect. Yeah, those inflatable ones are really nice. Is it the uh, what is it? The ten foot uh, inflatable. Yes, 10, 10.4, I think. 10.4. Yeah, those are really nice. I mean, uh, we used to use the, because, I mean, you've got different ones. You get the inflatables, and then you obviously have your wooden uh, subs, and then your, uh, like, a fiberglass. But then um, I think it was the wooden ones that we were using because they were so nice and stable, especially in bigger uh, surf. Um, But then on flat water, rivers and so on, the inflatables are just incredible. Yeah, yeah, and then it's the only option we can uh, carry because uh, you, we don't have a lot of space, you know. So sure, it's, sure. It's a perfect setup for us. 
Sure. Do you have any uh, uh, bicycles or is that just something you'll rent whenever you get to a club spot? No, no. We, we never thought about, you know, to carry this. And if you if you ask for mostly overlanders, they, oh, I will try this. And then they, they just quit. Ah, no, it's too much. It's uh, too dirty. <laughs> carry yeah. on. You have to clean every time. It's a lot of stuff. And no. <laughs> yeah, sure. If yeah. You, I, if right? you rent one or if you take from someone and you just ride and yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of my problem is because I love outdoor sports. I've got so much uh, toys or equipment that, you know, between spares and my equipment, that's basically that takes up all the space uh, because I have all my spearfishing gear and my diving gear and, uh, you know, my surfboards and my kite surfing equipment and um, everything is different, you know, different wetsuits and different lines and bags and and pumps and whatever the case might be. Um <laughs> carry all this and it's, it's hard to organize everything it's it's hard to organize it's just you know the other thing is it's hard even harder to uh, keep your equipment updated when you are uh, when you have so much toys you know because obviously each year you bring there's new models or newer versions and yeah. uh, you know every few years obviously it's it's good if if, if it's possible uh, if you can afford it to upgrade the equipment and uh especially if it's something that you use quite a lot and it's, you know, it's left on the roof for many uh, weeks at a time. Yeah. Obviously it's this, the, the, uh, the carry damage and the sun damage takes a toll after a while. Yeah, uh, but you know, the most important thing is, is to have the toys when you need it, you know, um, and you use it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, obviously that's the, the, the main aim is to use it as much as possible. You know, that's why you're on the road is to go and find these spots where you can go, yep. you know, rock climbing or whatever the case might be. And, and about bicycles, this is the one thing about overlanders. They always think they were going to be, you know, use this like a, a lot, but they actually, after a while, they, they, they realize, oh, I'm not using this as I, <laughs> I think about, I was thinking. So they just give them and whatever. Sure. Well, it's it's like it's like you know when when you when you at home, you will you know you wear one underwear a day, for example. But when you're camping or you're planning a, to a trip for somewhere, you will always like if it's a two day trip, you'll pack like five underwear for no reason. You know, all yeah. of a sudden your your mindset is completely different. So in the, and then on the trip, you realize like, well now you know I have twenty shirts and twenty shorts and twenty tops, but. You need yes. two, maybe. You know, yeah. So, and in our case, we must be a little bit try to be clever with this because uh, we we are traveling full time. So all stuff we are carrying on, it's uh, like for example the the stand up pedal. It's yeah. on the roof. If I'm in the winter with a lot of snow anywhere, whatever, I still carry the stand up pedal. You know, so sure, sure. I carry a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, I would love, but you know, it's yeah. a land. Not, not much space. <laughs> yeah, and you only have so much space. So obviously, you need to be, you know, you need to decide what what goes and what stays. I guess as well. In the end of the yeah. day, uh-huh. uh, do you, do you have a, a like a, a lockup or a, like storage, or whatever, where you sometimes pass through to change some of the gear that you carry, or whatever you have now in the landy, that's what you have every single day, every single trip. Yes, this is what we have. You know, yeah. some. Uh, we go also we are traveling around this uh, north uh, north america which is you know some mexico canada and, and uh, united states for a bit yeah. already we have some spots you know like uh, friends houses or whatever where we we leave like a bag or something but these are uh, stuff that we can uh, we don't use so uh, it's, sure. it's 
instead of giveaway or you know i don't know if i'm gonna use this one day I, we just uh, store at the this uh, friends houses whatever but uh, everything that we carry on it's uh, everything that we use and it's it's our life is all uh, it's all there it's uh, in the car everything yeah are you are you one of those individuals because i'm definitely one of them that you feel at home when you can almost touch everything that you own everything yes. is so close by yeah it's such a good feeling isn't it yes exactly and yeah. it's better you can uh, like start using with uh, the maximum five minutes you know like okay exactly but it take me like five minutes to put this down and inflate or whatever and okay it's, I'm, I'm good to go exactly it takes more no. than 10 minutes or it's too complicated you give up and yeah that's and that's usually what happens um you know sometimes even with the expensive equipment like uh, a, a really expensive dome tents or whatever is yeah. you know people buy it with the idea to pitch a tent every night but then when you get on the road exactly like you guys are you know pitching a dome tent every day and uh, setting up an entire camp every day becomes strenuous and tiring and uh, you know and then in the end of the day all you want a lot of people i've met actually just slept in the car slightly more uncomfortable but they're too lazy with all the gear that they actually brought on the trip so it just becomes a, a weight a dead weight to them and it's about and also about comfort you know we 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 had this situation before already because when we start traveling we had a rooftop tent and then we use it for two and a half years it was perfect it's, it's yeah. awesome for us. but you know after two and a half years using this every day Open and open it up and close sure. something dirty and you just took a shower and you need to close the, the tent and you get dirty again and you know all this stuff yeah and then in some areas where you camp uh rooftop tent it's uh you know it's way bigger than the the dimension that you have in, on your car yeah so, uh, you know you, you need an upgrade so this is why sure. we 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 sold everything and we we put uh, I don't know if you saw in the pictures but yeah the Icarus tent. Yeah, pop-up roof. Yes, and Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this yeah. Be different. Uh, it's a game changer for us. No, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, you, you see, uh, very often you see vehicles in around this area, overland or overlanders with the Icarus uh, conversion on Land Rovers, on Land Cruisers. And I actually saw a really interesting one the other day on a Jeep uh, Rubicon, a four-door. Um, the interesting thing is the fact that the, the Jeep um, roof obviously is different panels. So if you're sitting in the Jeep, the front part, the front two seats, you can only take that panel of the roof off so that there's still roof for your passengers behind you. And yeah. then the seats behind you is the panels are split in two. So it's one big one. And then behind that is two single ones. So yeah. what, what that means is if you put the uh, a roof conversion similar to the Icarus on a Jeep uh, Rubicon, you take off one of these um, backseat panels and then you can basically still stand up in uh, where the backseat was supposed to be. You can stand up and you can get dressed or whatever the case might be and then climb in, in the uh, rooftop or, yeah. or in, in the tent. So um, it's a very unique setup for Jeep, but it, it, it makes so much more sense than, um, you know, like you said, getting out uh, to, to put up a rooftop tent. Uh, if it's a, a um, you know, if that is the, the option, obviously we'll go for what you guys have. Yeah, yeah. But actually this, uh, this exists already in the United States. It's called, uh, I think it's a Ursa Minor. 
It's a conversion, yeah. like a, the Icarus for the defender, but it's for the Jeep. Yeah. And, uh, open, like you said, you know, it's open like it's a, rough, a pop-up roof, and you you remove this uh, one side panel at the back. Yeah. So climb. You can stand up inside. Of course, it's very it's it's too small. You know, everything sure, you can compare sure. the, with the defender or the, with the Icarus conversion. Yeah. But yeah. It's perfect. It's for a Jeep. It's perfect. And yeah, when for it's sure. Closed, looks like a stock jeep you, you even exactly uh, yeah if you don't really look close you, you don't realize that there's a pop-up roof definitely what what is the weight of the the uh, the total weight of the icarus yeah i don't remember exactly i think it's 120 kilos i think uh, 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 with everything with bedding and everything inside or mattresses and whatever or that's it just yeah, that's well, only the frame well, Yes, I think that when they sell you the the, the conversion, which is uh, with the mattress, everything, I think it's 125 kilos. I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically double the weight of a um, rooftop tent. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you also remove the original roof, and you sure. Also, it's uh, I I think if you compare the roof with the uh, the rack and the pop up uh, uh, rooftop tent. Yeah. And you this with the Icarus, I think the Icarus is just a little bit more uh, heavy. Sure. Maybe. I think it's like that. Yeah. Well, and but then it, it makes up for comfort, obviously. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. So uh, take me back to, to where, did, where did everything start for you? Because obviously, I mean, uh, if, if you've been on the road, or at least not even on the road, in this part of the world for six years, uh, where where did everything start? Uh, where is home initially? Oh yeah, we are we are we are from Brazil, and uh, we start traveling uh, around there. And in uh, 2015, in uh, February 2015, yeah. And, and we went to Patagonia, which is uh, all the way like uh, everybody goes mostly, you know, sure. like over there's at that uh, part of the world they go to Ushuaia in Argentina, which we did. Okay. And then uh, we drove all the way up to uh, the Arctic, to Alaska. And we did this like two times already. At, I mean, we visit Alaska two times and we visit, yeah. uh, we drove to the Arctic two times. So we are driving around, uh, you know, like the Americas for a little bit more than six years already. That's incredible. And that, that's, that's been, like you said earlier, that's been straight, six years straight. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, on, on the road. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. Now, and not a trip hey? anymore. It's our, it's our uh, lifestyle because. Sure, and sure, definitely. Time and during this time, we also did uh, some uh, backpackings on the other side of the world. So we went to uh, Spain, Portugal, Morocco, China, Vietnam, Thailand. That and that was without the vehicle. That was just uh, backpacking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have? Do you, uh, um, did the, did you cross the vehicle over to 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 uh, the European side uh, when you did um, your travels, or the the vehicle has been strictly um, going up and down um, North and South America and Canada? Yes, yes. Actually, yeah. the plan uh, was to ship the vehicle to Europe last year because, uh, but because the co the COVID, we couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So the plan is to do this uh, next March. Next and, March. Yes, and then we're gonna stay, you know, Europe, Africa, Asia, all these areas. Yeah. Oh, and then what? What is the idea? Is then to spend as much time or as you know, unlimited amount of time in uh, Africa and Europe, or you have a year or two that you're planning to see a specific amount of countries? 
No, we don't. Actually, we don't plan too much, man. We go with the wind. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> yeah. So once we cross to Europe, which I don't know exactly if we're gonna if we go to uh, Belgium, maybe it's uh, because it's cheaper. Sure. You know, cross from the United States or Mexico, and then uh, we just take our time because once we are not Europeans, we we don't we we go we travel over this uh, under uh, this uh, Saint-Jean area. So we have only three months in Europe. I see. I see. Yeah. Or we'll figure how we do, how we go, you know, how we're going to do this to, to work. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the difference with, uh, with Europe again, you know, compared to, I mean, what, what part of Brazil are you from? Uh, Sao Paulo. Oh, so, okay. So, uh, you know, you're also kind of, I mean, you're more to the south, so you're closer to Uruguay and Paraguay. But, um, you know, if you, if you are somewhere like the UK, uh, you can literally see like 10 countries in, in a week. It's incredible. You know, if you, yeah. if you move between Portugal, Spain, France, Austria, Italy, Poland, uh, Denmark, whatever, there's so much uh, places to see and you can do it in quite a short amount of time. Um, and, and, you know, that's what we as well in South Africa has. I mean, in Cape Town, we kind of literally the last uh, little bit of uh, land before you go down to, um, uh, to the South Pole. So, um, you know, for us to move up um, any way from Cape Town, it's it's quite a drive just to get to the border. And then from the border, obviously, you know, then Namibia is a big country. Botswana is a massive country. Mozambique is quite an elongated country. So um, it's a bit of driving just to get, you know, up to the to the to the middle part of uh, um, Africa, yeah, Central the, Africa. And the plan is this: that like uh, we don't we don't want to travel a lot like uh, too much you know in uh, yeah expensive countries because you can't enjoy too much sure sure oh well we we'll see we'll see doesn't matter for us <laughs> we go well, with the so it's okay i i guess you know i guess i don't know if there's uh places uh, or actually of all the places in in south america i'm trying to remember was it bolivia i think that's quite, quite cheap isn't it Yes, Bolivia is cheap. It's not expensive. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, my uh, a good friend of mine, she's actually Israeli, and um, she has a dog uh, uh, that she adopted when uh, as a as a puppy. And uh, she actually flew to she flew to Chile, and uh, she bought one of those Suzuki vans that she kind of built out with a bed and whatever. And then she did she did from Chile down to all the way to down to Argentina. Then back through Paraguay, Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, and then back to Chile again. And uh, I remember, I think it was Bolivia where uh, things she was live. I think she was living off like one dollar or two dollar a day or some or something stupid. Yeah, but it's it's kind of it's 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 not expensive, and it's uh, the country is really beautiful. Yeah, really, because you are always like mostly in in a high altitude, so it's everything sure. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I used to live in um, in Thailand, and uh, I was working there for a while. And obviously, I, I met uh, I met and I made a lot of good friends from Brazil, from especially from Rio or Belém, um, mm. and then uh, Peruvian friends, Colombian friends. And um, you know, it's kind of the one continent I think that I'm still looking forward to 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 go visit um, because I think, uh, and especially Peru, obviously for for for, for surfing purposes as well. Um, no, Peru. Right? <laughs> I think the biggest wave 
I longest I can longest wave is over there. We we been yeah, there. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I haven't been there, but that that's exactly why uh, the the reason for that is that left hand break in the, in Peru. And we saw that wave, man. It's it's not so yeah. high, and it's so long. I think you I, I <laughs> exactly, but take you like uh, I don't know, it's four kilometers. You can uh, you know take a wave. That's crazy, man. Really? That's absolutely crazy. We've actually we've got a. a We've got a very good wave, obviously, in, in South Africa, J- Jeffrey's Bay. But uh, there's another one very similar to the one in Peru in Namibia, uh, in the northern part, in the desert. Um, there's a place in the Skeleton Coast that's very similar. And it's usually this time of the year, in the winter time, when it gets really good. And a month from now, um, you will probably see a lot of the uh, world, uh, the professional guys on the tour coming down to Namibia to try and uh, catch some of these waves. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, um, Africa is also obviously a very nice option when it comes to cheap um, traveling and be- uh, beauty as well, obviously. Oh God, yes, of course. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I think the only thing, obviously, stopping a lot of people is the um, civil war and unrest in many of these yeah, countries. I mean, yes, to cross these uh, areas, uh, you must. It's a big. You must m- make. A, you 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 need a need. A lot of planning, I think. Yeah, exactly. Some yeah. friends around Africa right now, and they are saying, "Yeah, you, you really need to plan." And especially now, because I also I also follow a few guys that's been uh, that was supposed to um, leave from Cape Town up into Europe, and they're still stuck in you know under the, they're still south of the equator. They haven't even passed the equator for the fact that um, besides the civil war and unrest and, and borders closing to each other. The other issue is uh, vaccine, sh- um, the COVID shots. Yes. So now there's a bribery because you need to take this shot and it's this amount of money for this shot and it's all this bullshit like... Uh, hey? The bribery everywhere. Yeah, exactly, man. So um, I think it's a very tough time for people. Uh, I know of another guy that that shipped his Land Rover over from Australia and he was supposed to do like a african trip with the land rover and he ended up i think you know driving around south africa before shipping it back again to to australia so uh it's yeah it's uh, frustrating there's also a lot of money uh, going to waste um at this stage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're right but yeah but um so um so you've been traveling for six years and exactly uh, i mean obviously it's you guys are you are traveling full time, but also there's a little, it's kind of like a purpose, I would say, to the traveling as well. And that's kind of, you know, helping those that uh, can't really necessarily help themselves. And that is the dogs. So tell me a little bit of uh, that project that you're uh, running or that you are, uh, um, you know, um, doing while you guys are on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, actually, this, uh, before we start traveling in 2015, we had uh, like a vol- volunteering uh, work yeah. with people in, in, in São Paulo and the dogs also. I and see. then when we, we decided to leave everything and start this trip, we, we were thinking, okay, so let's do some uh, social work or something that we love, something that yeah. we love. So uh, we, we thought about the dogs because we really are passionate. We really love dogs and animals, uh, you know, every kind. Sure. So, uh, the idea, the project, uh, Projeto Mundo Cão, like uh, we say in Portuguese, was to travel from uh, Argentina to Alaska feeding and uh, feeding the street dogs. Or I see. Street, yes. And doing some volunteering and, 
you know, people see you doing different things. And so they think about it. They, they're going to see the, the straight dog in a different way. They're going to start helping. This is our sure. idea. So uh, at the time, we did a lot of uh, advertising. And, and this took us like a year and a half to reach Alaska. Yeah. And after that, so it was like a complete, you know, the mission. But we still, we are still doing the uh, same things. We don't sure. advertise as much as before because uh, it's done for us, you know, like uh, the the marketing uh, yeah. side trip. Yeah. But we do this like uh, whatever, every day, every week, or every time we find a dog or every time we find an opportunity for uh, volunteering or whatever. The thing is to, uh, you know, when you, when you give your time, to feed an animal like a stray dog, uh, you are giving your time also. So maybe this help you in a way that uh, makes you a better person, better yeah. person. You know? So uh, yeah, we are still doing this, and it's we love this really. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's it's um, you know, I mean from from face value, obviously the dogs gets the benefit of getting attention and getting food and. Uh, you know, getting uh, the love that the, all animals deserve. But I think also it works the other way around as well, where they you get to feed your soul through the time that you spend with the animals. Um, yes. At least that's English, how I experience it. This is just translation. Yeah, this is the yeah. right translation. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, that I can really relate to because, uh, you know, myself being an animal lover of all kinds, it's... Um, it is, uh, it's very uh, soothing, you know, especially, um, you know, if, if you're away, by yourself sometimes, away from home, away from family and friends and um, things that, uh, that you grew up with or whatever the case might be, uh, you know, you can sometimes find comfort in, uh, in the presence um, of uh, even a stray dog like you guys are doing. Um, yep. You know, I, I grew up with dogs, especially with pit bulls and with uh, staffies. Uh -huh. And um, I never, we never had cats, obviously, for that reason. So uh, I never understood cats my whole life. You know, I could never understand people who owned cats and what the purpose of a cat was because they just seemed so um, full of shit. You know, they you don't spend time with the owner and they're always walking around doing whatever they want. And then um, when I was living in Israel, um, my ex-girlfriend from then, uh, one day she picked up this baby kitten that was dying next to the road. And uh, we took her to the vet and, you know, for a few weeks we were kind of um, helping her to get better. And this was the first time I actually had to deal with a cat. And this cat had, she had a lot of issues and trauma and whatever. So she wasn't, I would say, probably the ideal pet for most people. You know, she used to scratch uh -huh. and run away, uh, run away the whole time or whatever. But only the, when we picked up the second kitten, and we raised the second kitten. The second kitten actually made the first kitten a lot better cat in the end of the day. So the first kitten helped the first cat, and then the first cat helped us. So it was like the circle of events that happened that we all love each other and all understand each other and respect each other. So it was really nice to, you know, in that way to kind of uh, teach uh, or get taught rather. Um, uh, the life of uh, of a cat, and obviously it would not have be happened if you know if I wasn't introduced to this uh, angry little kitten. Yeah, cat's word. And yeah, know, yes. It's something curious for for us also. 
many times happens, and then actually the every time I, I can say when we we are camp we were camped in a place in an area, and then uh, the dogs came and whatever we were feeding them uh, at our camping site. Yeah, uh, they always stay with us during the night, so they usually sleep under the car. Yeah, and. They uh, they were protecting us because if something happens, like uh, you know, noises uh, during the night, they they will sure. bark, they yeah, advise you, and then so they were helping us uh, without knowing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's nice. Well, that, that that's 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 kind of uh, a symbiotic relationship, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a, um, a diver instructor. Or I used to be one, and uh, you know, one of the first symbiotic relationships that we teach students is the relationship between a clownfish uh, the nemo and mm -hmm. the uh an enemy that it lives in um the the coral and you know the fish gets the advantage of laying the eggs in this inside the anemone uh, because the anemone is uh, poisonous and the anemone has specific fish that can still eat eat the, uh, the, the, the anemone, although it is poisonous. So the Nemo helps the, uh, the anemone again to protect it. So both of them kind of, you know, has an advantage to live with each other. And there's many other, I mean, there's thousands of examples underwater of symbiotic relationships, but it's amazing that you can find that even, you know, overlanding and you have the, the relationship with stray dogs. That's incredible. Yes, it is. Man. It's, it's quite kind of that's, but um, obviously, you know, the, the, the dog part or the, the sad side of um, stray dogs is also obviously seeing animals in distress, uh, yeah. which is sometimes for me very difficult to, to experience or to deal with. Uh, you know, when you have malnourished dogs or dogs that's been beaten or attacked or stabbed or hurt for, for oh, yeah. driven over or whatever. So, um, do you guys often deal with uh, traumatic uh, instances like that or luckily not so much? No, 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 many times because yeah. uh, in South and Central America, but I could say mainly in South America. From, from our way from, the, from Brazil to here, we saw millions, man, so much, so many dogs, so many dogs and really in a really, really bad condition we saw. Sure. Without legs or well, man, the list is vast. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, it's sad. Sometimes we can find an uh, because we don't keep a dog with us because uh, we have a lot of space and we don't want to uh, get the response because we are always with another dogs, you know, every time. Sure. So be stressful. Well, whatever it is, but. Yeah. Yeah, we normally, uh, uh, not normally, but we usually, uh, depending on the situation, we take the dog with us and we find a home for them. I see. Depending on the situation we, we are and whatever. So we, we sure. always try to do something. You know, it, it's not, what we do is nothing special. It's nothing off from the other world. We just feed the dog. Yeah, yeah. Well. When uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like a chain, like you said. It brings people uh, to uh, a different condition, you know, so they think a little bit more, but oh, these guys came from Brazil, they are doing this. I have a lot of dogs, uh, you know, at my uh, my doorstep here. I don't do nothing. So maybe yeah. this changes people's mind. Sure.
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I guess, uh, I mean, I don't know how, what the culture in that part of the world is in South and North America regarding, uh, you know, especially when you're in the outbacks regarding uh, relationships with animals, because obviously, you know, many places in Africa, including animals or dogs, especially, are nothing more than protection, you know, so it's not... Uh, it's not something that people really look after or treat like uh, with respect. It's just something that's chained to a fucking tree and this thing should bark or attack when everyone comes close to the tree, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. So I'm assuming, you know, it, it's probably not so different uh, other parts of the world. Uh, you know, and then uh, living in when I was living in Thailand, obviously, you know, there was things there that I saw that was heartbreaking when it came to animals and so on. It's complicated. Yeah, exactly. In uh, in South America, well, they, in America, they really love dogs. Yeah. They care, but they, in, in some situations, you can't, it's complicated, you know, because sometimes you, you see a house with like uh, two or three dogs. They are all attached to a chain and they can't move and whatever, or a really, really skinny dog. But sometimes the, f the family even have food for themselves. Sure, sure. It's, very complicated and the biggest yeah. biggest problem we we found and it's one of the biggest reason that all this shit is happening they they are out of control so they uh they they give birth like every day to million dogs i see yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so obviously they uh they, you know they that's that's what we had in israel is we had a, a organization that used to catch the cats because they had a cat issue and they used to sterilize uh, all the the cats or the kittens, um, or not st is that the word sterilize or nurture? Yes, yes, I, I yeah. Didn't before, but um, yeah. So obviously, you know, I think that's that's something that I think uh, is ongoing throughout the world. Even in South Africa, there's you know organizations that's trying to at least help um, curb uh, the amount of uh, uh, stray dogs by sterilizing as many as they can. Um, but uh, tell me something. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm jumping topic here now, but I just saw a photo now of uh, of the Land Rover. When you when you guys started in 2015, did you um, did you first get out the Land Rover, or you kind of go? Uh, you went as uh, with time. Uh, did you upgrade um, um, with what you have today? Yeah, we did. We did something before uh, we start the trip. So uh, we had the Land Rover since 2000, like two years before. So it took like one year to like outfit with something, you know, like internal yeah. uh, kitchen and very basic one. Yeah. The top tent, the side awning and some boxes on the roof. And that's it. And uh, from there, from 2015 to now, if you see the pictures, it's, a, it's really, really different now. Yeah, so it looks, it looks like amazing. Yeah, it took us like seven years to reach where we are now with yeah. all the modifications because we don't, we are not rich. You know, equipment is expensive. We try sure. uh, partnerships with, with some companies sometimes and uh, we, we go with the flow. And many, many things we did, we did up by ourselves. Yeah. Kitchen and everything inside the car, we did ourselves. Of I course, see. the purpose is, uh, is already made. You just buy yeah. it, yeah. easy to install. And all the stuff outside, but many, many things we did ourselves. Yeah. No, the inside, the kitchen area looks amazing. Um, it looks incredible. The, um, the and then how much? How much? Um, 
power do you get from the the solar panels on the roof? Actually, this is a good question because we just we just install like a second uh, a second panel at the back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a third battery. So we, now we have. Two, I see. Yeah, we have two panels and three batteries, like one for the engine and two for the house. And uh, we are still measuring. And actually, right now I'm in a I'm in a shop with a which is a really big brother here that we have in uh, Tijuana. Yeah. And we're gonna measure this because my alternator starts uh, stopped working yesterday. Yeah. And then uh, I I actually we just connected the panels and the batteries everything at the setup yeah. we had already before. And uh, we took the strip, like I said, for the mountains, and we came back. So now we're gonna start to, uh, you know, figure how everything is working. And but we have like two panels. This two panels has uh, two two hundred seventy five watts. Yeah. I have two uh, Optimus, the yellow one for the house. Yeah. And one red one for the engine. I see. So this yeah, is I mean it. And it's um, and the the alternate issue. Do you, uh, do you have an idea of what it could be, or it's just? Um, I mean, what year model is the the vehicle? It's a TDI, right? Yes, a, a TDI. Yeah. TDI. I don't know because we have a regulator, the CTEC, the two fifty. Yeah. And then and I yesterday when I start the engine, I sound it sounds uh, weird at the morning because you know. Land Rover guys, you really know the sound of your engine. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> everything, everything. Doesn't matter the, the RPM, you know what's happening. Or you know something's <laughs> going wrong. So sure. I, and I, I didn't know what, what was uh, wrong. So I yeah. uh, start driving. And then uh, I was, okay, I, I'm going to open the, the roof because uh, actually the, the, the battery uh, area, just to check. Yeah. And the, the, the voltage meter was uh, sending like 12 something uh, volts for the battery. So something is wrong. It's not charging. Yeah. yeah. So I opened the CTEC and I saw that the, the alternator uh, light was not on. So alternator should be uh, charging and it's not charging. I so see. now after we, 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 we finished with the call here, I'm, I'm going... Uh, downstairs and i'm gonna check what's happening maybe it's a i don't know alternator burn it or whatever was yeah. everything working perfectly but now i don't know yeah i mean it's um you know when it comes to alternators or, or starter motors um you know that's that's the little bit of advantage that uh well not so much with the alternator but at least with the starter motor uh, that we have an advantage with the very old land rovers where you can still um use a crank handle to uh get things oh. going um <laughs> we should I, have one yeah <laughs> it's um uh, cuz that's that's what i had in uh, on my last, last trip up north it was um a, the first day um of a week or whatever my my starter went so obviously um obviously you can still start it with the back tire uh with the flat battery which is quite easy but obviously that's only for petrol for your diesel vehicles uh the compression is too too much to be able to start it uh from spinning the tire yeah um so uh, and i think actually you know even if you had a crank handle i think your your compression on your diesel will anyway be way too much to to crank it with an handle in any way Almost impossible. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and tell me something: is the the, the black box at the back? It uh, I initially I actually thought it's a geezer for your shower setup, but I'm assuming that's just storage. 
yeah i did i well you saw i removed the the spare tire put on the the hood and then i did this uh this aluminum box attach it to the how do you say in english to the spare bracket oh yeah, yeah spare bracket yeah yes this one yeah and inside i have the gas the the propane bottle yeah and uh camping gear i see okay and you've got uh, 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 the shower setup. Uh, who's that made by? Because I see it's becoming quite popular. Yeah, no, actually, I have a, inside. I have a water tank, uh, sixty-eight liters with a yeah. flow pump, and then this goes all the way to the back of the Land Rover. And then I have a shower there, like it's a, it's a hose, you know, with a shower tap. Sure. So yeah, so we use this, but it's cold shower, and when I we see. want. Yes, when we want to take a hot shower, we have this, uh, how they call it? It's a from Nemo equipment. It's a pressure shower from Nemo. Yeah. It's a helium, helium, I think is the is, name. Is, is that the one that you screw onto the gas bottle? No, no, it's a, it's like a black, uh, it's like a black round bag. Ah, okay, then, okay. Yeah, you put in the sun and it's a, you yeah, pump yeah. with your uh, foot and then yeah. you get pressure so you can shower yourself. I and see. if you hot shower, just a warm up or some some water, you know, in the yeah. stove. Leave this at the sun. I know it's not perfect, it, but this is more. It's easier, you know. Sure. Yeah. I, actually, I've got one of those bags as well. Uh, especially if we go away for a weekend, uh, I usually just fill it halfway and leave it in the middle of the day. Uh, in the morning, I put it out in the sun, and uh-huh. in the afternoon, uh, you've got boiling hot water i mean that thing gets it's it's on a hot day it gets quite hot but yeah. uh, obviously in the winter time uh, i doubt if it's going to work as well and then obviously in the winter time it's difficult to take a very cold shower outdoors as well yeah um you know so boil, then it's boil some water <laughs> yeah then it's uh, just easier to boil some water um not the perfect setup for this i i want to i still want to Put this uh, exchange heaters, I think you call it. A, One you of call those it. bazookas. I think it is. Goes to the in, into the engine bay. Ah, you know? okay, yeah, yeah. I, I know which ones. You, I've I've seen the uh, I've seen one on the Range Rover. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's not much space for the hoses and all this stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I can, uh, with the easiest or more routes, you know, with this pressure shower. We yeah, very good, and it's working you- perfect for us. You get you get those bazookas that 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 mounts onto the side of the roof rack or onto the roof that um, that works quite well. Actually, I will I've I've know of one guy that has one. I'll send you a link after we've spoken um, to yeah. to to show you where, what I'm talking about. But yes. um, but yeah, obviously you know when 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 you overland things like showers or hot showers and all these small little things, you know it becomes. Almost like um, a treasure, you know, when you get to a nice spot to take a hot shower under, you know, under the stars or under the uh, uh, with a beautiful setting or whatever the case might be. So that's also always part of um, of the adventures to try and find those spots where these small things uh, is enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, but you know, for us, it's getting uh, everything is different right now. I mean, not right now for years already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we are we are acting like dogs, man. It's complicated because if we need to sh- take a shower, we just take a shower. It doesn't matter where. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, for sure. Because I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's basically uh, every your house is now basically everywhere. So uh, everywhere is comfortable, I guess. 
and now now it's a uh, it's better i mean easier because we have this uh the shot like this uh shower cube from yeah uh, also by the side so with this we can just open whatever we are doesn't matter where and then we we just take our pressure uh shower inside and we take a shower doesn't matter sure and uh, uh um regarding the uh the engine itself um was there any other um Upgrades that you did for this trip, or the rest of the Landro was pretty standard inside. Yeah, for the for the engine bay, it's pretty stock. I just changed the the radiator for uh, aluminum one. Mm -hmm. Then I have some uh, uh, silicone hoses, and uh, everything's uh, everything else is stock. Yeah, I mean engine is stock. Suspension, it's uh, from I have some. Uh, Terra, terra firma, terra firma, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terra firma. Stuff, so like a two lift, two uh, inches lift with the springs, and I have this a uh, big bore uh, expedition uh, shocks, and I think it's, it's like that. It's just that. But but you but you've got uh, you've got heavy duties in the back though. It it seems because it seems like the land is sitting a little bit high at the back, obviously to compensate for all the weight or possible yeah. weight. Yeah. Yes, I have. I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, um, so what's your what's your plan for the for for the rest of twenty twenty one? Then, um, what what part or what side are you guys then moving on from? Uh, if you finish with Mexico, yeah, we are. Maybe uh, we heard that maybe next next week they are gonna they will open the borders, so yeah. we're gonna cross the United States. And once we cross, they always uh, give us six months at the country. So maybe we're going to travel like five months there. Uh, because uh, after five months, it's, it's going to be start getting really cold. And sure. then we're going to maybe go back. Possibly, I think it's the, this is what we're going to do. We go back here to Baja and uh, just waiting for the, the, the winter. And in uh, February, February, no, March next year. We we ship the the defender to Europe. And I then, see. So the for the end of this year will be Mexico and United States. That's beautiful, man. So wait, next March that's when uh, summer is slowly wrapping up. So that's when winter. No, that's when the summer starts in the Euro in Europe. Then slowly yeah, but I, surely. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it would be still cold, you know, yeah. to travel there. But it would be perfect for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because it's kind of the changing of the season. I mean, yeah. um, you know, usually, like for us now, May is kind of when uh, winter starts to appear. So the days are, start, are very short now. Uh, wow. I mean, and then it's obviously opposite on that side. So, um, yeah, that's incredible, man. Hey? It's like in Brazil. It's the same. Yeah, like yeah. I think uh, start we... getting cold. And June, July, August is like winter. It's cold and then everything goes uh, warm again. Yeah, but I think I think you you guys from uh, from uh, uh, Brazil are probably similar to like us in Cape Town. You know, for I don't know what your cold is. Um, for us in Cape Town, anything from like eleven degrees down is cold. But like then a... you know, my good friend in in Finland, you know, she will she will be walking around in like minus three with a tank top because it's a good day out uh, in in um, in Helsinki today you know no, definitely not so yeah, yeah like 11 is cold already yeah exactly okay that's what i'm saying i think we 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 us we're on the same page we understand yeah. uh 
what what cold is and not uh, what it isn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, and then um, there was another thing I saw the other day last Thursday when we were supposed to speak regarding um, it was I think it was a post regarding some ah it was the video that you guys posted I think it was the last one on YouTube um, I can't remember actually exactly where it was um, you were somewhere in the mountains oh, was uh, like a snowy mountains it was like a series of videos we did um uh, it was the very last the episode seven i think it was oh um, yeah this this was a trip we did like a trip inside the trip <laughs> we did to the we made to the arctic circle uh, not arctic circle to the arctic ocean i see yeah so in in canada because you know many people wants to go to alaska which is really beautiful and yeah, they want to yeah. the dalton highway yeah this highway is very famous because you can go to Prado Bay, and then uh, actually Prado Bay, there's nothing there. It's really uh, weird, yeah. but it's oh, you know, it's a goal, and the uh, the road is really beautiful. Uh, we we never drove the 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 Dalton Highway, but we we have many friends that they did. But once you you reach Prado Bay, you can't drive to the ocean because it's uh, you just go with the bus, and then it's yeah. like a, something like that. You know, you just pay, and they. You take a bus and they they drop you at the ocean. You see stuff there and then you come back. I see. But then at, in Canada there is another road called Dempster, which is this one we did we did two times already. One in the summer and the other one in the autumn. Yeah. In September. And uh, man, it's this was uh, one of a kind, and it's, we recommend this to everyone. And to do this trip in September because September is when they start. It's it starts to be. Uh, uh, able to see the aurora borealis. Ah, obviously the the lights. Exactly the lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. So beautiful, uh, yeah. man. Yeah, because the video looked astonishing. It looked it looked amazing. Yeah, the the area is beautiful, man. It's amazing, and in, in September you you start to see all these colors from autumn. It's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And the, the Dempster, you can really drive to the ocean. So you can really reach the the Arctic Ocean. Yeah, yeah. There's difference. There's uh there's one road that uh, I guess you know if I ever have the opportunity to drive the old Series Three, it would be all the way up to um, it's the very most northern point of uh, Denmark, in uh, Norway. Sorry, in Norway, uh, it's called the it's like North Cape. So it's, I think it's the most northern. Um, island or whatever um, um, cliffs in in, in um, Norway and uh, the videos I've seen from that area as well uh, overlooking uh, the rest of the ocean is just fucking mind-blowing man so um, you know this hello don't disappear Where are you? Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, say again, please. No, no, no. So I was just saying, you know, so we're obviously overlooking uh, the Norwegian Sea from uh, from the most northern part of uh, of Norway in uh, oh. in uh, Cape Point. Uh, it it also looks like an incredible spot. Um, but anyway, listen, um, I've taken more than enough of your time. Uh, just quickly. 
um, for everyone, because obviously you've got your Facebook page, uh, your Instagram page, and you've got the YouTube channel. So where could they, uh, I mean, because my uh, Portuguese is horrible. So just um, tell us your, your Instagram and your YouTube um, uh, handle. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a projeto. Pro, it's a, oh man, spell this. It's a projeto mundo cal, C-A-O, projeto mundo cal. So if you Google this, you're going to find the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and also our uh, website, which is, uh, the, the, there are all the countries we did, and there are pictures, stories, and everything else. Perfect. And it's uh, the direct translation for that is a dog's life or something like that, isn't it? Uh, it's like a dog's world. Dog's yeah, world. or a dog's world, I guess. That's the, yeah. I think actually there was a, uh, wasn't there like a movie very long time ago uh, with the same name? I heard, man, but I don't know. <laughs> it's a project, this a dog's world, because there is an expression in Brazil. They call, oh, this is a dog's world, you know? I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, we, we've got something similar in, in, in my language. Um, it's especially, you know, we, we say this on the lever. So it, it means um, when something is really good, um, yeah. you know, uh, when the dog is on its back laying and sleeping on the couch or whatever, you know, not doing anything, not protecting anyone, like living like a human, you know, it's a, yeah. that's, that's a, like a dog's world. <laughs> Brazil dog. When they say like, oh, this is a dog's word, it's something like uh, not so nice. Ah, uh, yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. yeah, the opposite. But for us, in our case, it's completely the opposite. This is a dog's word, man. See how some, not every dog, but some, uh, how sure. some kind of dogs they live. When they had love, they have a home and all these things. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, uh, like we said earlier, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, there's more more individuals like yourself, um, you know, giving an helping hand to the the little girls and guys that can't help themselves out there. Yeah, um, doesn't matter yeah. where, what. Yeah, exactly, and not obviously expecting anything in return. I guess that's the ultimate um, exactly. uh, expression of 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 caring and love. You know, if you don't exactly. accept anything uh, in return. Yeah, and you Listen, always you always give something. Hey, yeah, you you always give something and you and you receive something back. Yeah, but you know what I'm trying to say is is uh, the ultimate, uh, um, you know, uh, expression for it is when you don't you you get something back from it, but you don't expect anything from the dogs. Yes, uh, you know, because uh-huh. uh, that's exactly what they are. You know, they are they can't sometimes even help themselves. And you know that that's something that I was speaking of uh, with someone the other day that was quite interesting is. Um, you know, how, how dogs and cats are the two very uh, unique, um, species that if any, if you have to set them all free, you know, they don't even have a natural habitat anymore. You know, their natural habitat is the fucking city and homes. Uh, It's, it's a, it's a very weird, um, space where yeah situation that we 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 created for these animals uh you know they rely so much on us that we've taken so much of their natural uh instincts away Uh, and you know and now we dress them up in fucking hats and shirts and you know they some of these little very small teacup 
dogs never gets to walk on by themselves because they're always uh, like in a handbag. It's horrible. But we do this because the, there is a lack of something. Yeah, in us. And, and, and we, yes, in, in us. And we do this shit with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We we, we kind of uh, yeah we use them as a as a as a something to fill uh, emptiness in uh, in our own lives. Yes. Um, anyway, listen, Sergio, thanks so much for for sticking with me and you know sorting out like like we said, this is now that seventh or the eighth or the twentieth time that we've tried to connect and we finally did it. So yeah. uh, it was really good to, to to catch up with you, get to know you. And uh, like I tell all the other guys, it'll be really nice, you know, in six months from now to catch up again. And then obviously, you know, hear of the travels and the stories within the then the, uh, the, the six months that has passed. So um, all the best. Have a beautiful journey, safe travels. And um, yeah, I'll obviously be, in, be following everything on your social media. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for reaching us from very far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All good, man. It was, it was, it was. When I saw the pictures, I knew that you know I, I definitely had to hear your your version of uh, of your side of your story. So uh, thanks so much for for letting me. We we appreciate a lot your your confidence and your trustingness and uh, well, let's keep in touch. Yeah, we'll definitely will, man. And uh, yeah, and have a good where we it's uh, Monday today, so have a good week. You too. Cheers, man. Take it easy. Bye. See ya. Bye.